I really try to find a way to turn it around, to find something positive to do that day, especially because it's St. Patrick's Day where there's lots of people celebrating and for us it's such an awful day, but also we're the O'Connells. I always say, we're the O'Connells, damn it. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, that podcast you keep hearing about that's brought to you by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest. We hope these episodes will inspire you to give either time, money, or blood. All right, this story, as you can hear there in the background, has a St. Paddy's Day feel about it because it features Kirkland's Christine O'Connell and because it's about how one family is hoping to take back that awful day and make it into something beautiful. Our story begins at the Bloodworks Northwest Donor Center in Bellevue, Washington. This is my donor center, you know. This is Bellevue. This is where I like to go when I'm not going to Central. Yeah, this is, this is where I come all the time, too. It's closest to home, and it's central to where a bunch of my friends are, too, so we can all meet here to donate together, which is something we really like to do. She's Christine O'Connell, a regular blood donor. She calls herself a cancer mom and... I am a childhood cancer advocate speaker, fundraiser, donor. It's, it's a passion that I have. It's a fire in my belly uh, to help kids with cancer since my own daughter was diagnosed when she was three years old. And the sixth anniversary of that really awful day is coming up this St. Patrick's Day. Diagnosis day is something that's really difficult for childhood cancer families, and I imagine anyone who's, who's gone through something like this. And so I really try to find a way to turn it around, to find something positive to do that day, especially because it's St. Patrick's Day where there's lots of people celebrating and for us it's such an awful day, but also we're the O'Connells. I always say, we're the O'Connells, damn it. <laughs> and this is our Irish holiday and so I always looked for something positive to do and this year I'm gonna be rolling up my sleeve and donating blood because if there's one thing we learned on this journey, one of the very first things we learned on this journey is that kids battling cancer rely heavily on donor blood just so that their bodies are strong enough to make it through the harsh treatment. Take me back to six years ago on that day. What happened? Walk me through it. Yeah, it, six years ago, it was, like I said, St. Patrick's Day. Jane had had some symptoms that just didn't seem to be going away. She had some lower back pain and then she started to she started to walk with a limp. And this is my little toddler anyway. You know, she's just three years old and I said, you know, I'm I'm not leaving without some some answers this time and we went into an urgent care center, uh, the Bellevue uh, Seattle Children's Campus, Bellevue, and they took some x-rays and uh, I'd been home for about a half hour when I got a call and oh we also had some blood taken so which is kind of traumatic for a toddler so she was cuddled up on the couch watching Curious George when I got a call and it was one a, a doctor I didn't even know from our pediatrician's office she said that they had gotten results from her x-rays and they had found a mass in Jane's abdomen. So that's not even something that is normally caught on an x-ray, but it was large enough that they caught it on an x-ray. And then the doctor started to cry. And um, she said it was cancer. 
It wasn't a question on whether it was cancer or not. It was merely a question of which kind. And they said that they would be waiting for us at the ER at Seattle Children's. So that, and that was the day that we mark time by now. You know, there was before that call and after that call. And so we went to Seattle Children's and they started doing the tests and they determined that it was a large tumor on her kidney. They knew that it had metastasized to both lungs. And so just a few days later, Jane went in for surgery. And I remember waiting because they, if it was safe to remove, they were going to remove it. And if it wasn't, they were going to take a biopsy, close her up, and we'd, just so we knew what we were dealing with. And luckily, it was safe to remove. Dr. Sawin at Seattle Children's, who's now retired, but is uh, knowing that your daughter's in gifted hands really was a comfort. But uh, the next day, she was lying in bed, and it was it was truly awful to see our daughter. She, they look like she looked like she someone had tried to cut her in half and stopped halfway through. That's what that's what that scar looks like if you ever have a kidney removed. I remember asking if she needed a medical alert bracelet, and they said no. They'll know. <laughs> they can tell for the rest of her life that scar. Our little daughter Jane was just sitting there, so pale and so lethargic, uh, in her bed. And a nurse came in and they said, oh, it looks like Jane needs a blood transfusion. She needs some whole, uh, whole red blood. Is that what we call it? <laughs> she needs some whole blood and she'll, she's going to perk up. And it took two transfusions uh, and before we saw her start to perk up. And it was like watering a really dry plant. <laughs> if you've ever seen that, she just, the color came back into her cheeks. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't know, while it takes, you know, 20 minutes to donate blood or even if you're yeah you could even be like five minutes or something the actual blood donation part it takes hours to be transfused with with that blood and so for hours we watched the blood of a stranger dripping into our toddler and it's that's a humbling experience and you just have so much gratitude to the nameless faceless people who you know just days prior to that rolled up their sleeve and donated blood and they didn't even know that they were saving our daughter's life. Came into a place like this and donated blood. Just like this, just like the people here. And every time I come donate, I look at the other donors and I want to tell them the story and I want to thank them. And I look at them and I get choked up immediately and I and I can't. I can't even get my thanks out because it's just so it's so great that gratitude is so great that it means I can't even speak but I always think it <laughs> I always look around at these these people who took time out of their day to come here and donate blood and you know you never know who who's going to get it but so then when all of this when the worst day of your life happens and uh call goes out and it's an organic call it's 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 a there's no there's no social media campaign there's no news story there's just Christi the, the O'Connell's need some help yeah and can you help and and things start to come in yeah it was it was it was kind of amazing what happened it's really the only light in the darkness of those early days for us we you know my husband and I aren't from Seattle, so we have family all over the country on both coasts, and we, they, 
so many people called or texted or messaged us asking how they could help. And really, we had the best help at Seattle Children's, and so we didn't really need anything. And then we watched that blood drip into Jane. And we know that there's Janes all over the country. Childhood cancer is not nearly as rare as people would like to think. And so we told people, there is a way you can help. When they said, how can we help? We said, go donate blood. And it was amazing how many people did. So many people. And then like a friend here in Seattle reached out to some friends um, on the other side of the country. And they said, hey, why don't we make this like a competition? You know, we'll have, you know, Huskies here and Badgers in Wisconsin. And so they, little, people started making little signs and holding them up and they said, for Sweet Jane. And so that kind of became a hashtag. And it was, it was light in the darkness. Really long, hard days. And at night when we finally got Jane settled, I would sit down and I'd be planning out her, all her medications for the next day so we were ready to go. And then I would like jump on Facebook and I would see these pictures of, you know, friends of ours from college and, you know, we're a long ways out of college and to some friends we hadn't even seen for years and years rolling up their sleeves and, you know, saying that this is for Jane. It, it was really something. My husband and I would gather around on my little laptop and, and it was one of the only things that made us smile during that time it was really special but we are you know we're coming up on the sixth anniversary of that day and what's still amazing is that they're still doing it they're still doing it in you know in Virginia and Wisconsin and Hawaii and California and I still see people just today just today this morning Chad Marshall, the the goat, <laughs> the greatest defender of all time, in for the Sounders. It, for the Sounders, uh, you know he's retired now and he moved uh, back to Indiana where he's from. And just this morning, he posted a picture of himself donating blood. Hashtag for Sweet Jane, and I got teary all over again like it was yesterday uh, that we went through this. So, but you know, it's yeah, it's been six years now. That means just a few months ago, Jane uh, had five, her five-year scans. And that's, of course, a huge milestone for any kind of cancer. But for her kind of cancer, it means that the odds of relapse are almost zero. Uh, so that is not the cloud that we live under any longer. There's a whole host of, of late effects that we have on the horizon because those debts come due. You can't you can't do that kind of radiation and chemotherapy to a young body without, without, uh, yeah. Consequence. Without consequences. Um, but that five-year mark was something that we've been looking to for so long. And, and we were thrilled and so, so grateful. But what we weren't expecting was how bittersweet that moment was, how bittersweet that milestone was. Um, we would never would have guessed that on you know this day six years ago. We thought it would just be all rainbows and unicorns and parties and cake. But five years out, after five years in this community, in this childhood cancer community in Seattle, and Seattle Children serves you know the whole Northwest, so we were meeting kids from all over. Um, 
We've lost so many children in that community. Like you can't walk in this community without just bearing witness time and time again to just unfathomable loss. And so that's where the bittersweetness came. We were thrilled to be here, but we were so sad about the for the families who never made this milestone. And so that's a, that's a really hard feeling just to live with, right? And for me to move forward, I guess, is to try to find a way to still support these families, try to find something positive. And one of those things is to donate blood. And there's a virtual drive in her name now. Yes, there is a virtual drive. So you always snuck that in? Yes, I did it. Very good. Good job. Um, while people you know, donate blood in her honor all the time, we have a virtual drive where we're really trying to even get those people who maybe aren't going every 56 days like you can. I used to think that I was a regular donor. Like if you had asked, I would say, oh yeah, I regularly donate blood. And that's because I donated blood like twice a year, maybe. Um, but you can go every 56 days. And now that I see these kids and I know who needs that blood, and also I know how many transfusions they need. I mean, we have friends who have needed 30, 40, 50 transfusions. Some have lost count because they, it is so hard for these little bodies to withstand cancer treatment. Just to have a chance to get the treatment and live, they need lots of transfusions. They just need support. So we want to get everybody back out here and to tell them Jane sent you. I always say, tell them Jane sent you. And she used to call it super blood. She's like, do I need super blood? Because we would go in and get tests. You know, she would have blood tests to see where her levels were and if she needed platelets, if she needed red blood cells. And she did um, throughout treatment. And so she'd say, do I, you know, am I getting super blood? And we're like, yeah. And I always, you know, I would think about the person who donated that blood. Jane and I are not the same blood type. My husband has uh, something called thalassemia, which is a blood disorder. So he get, he cannot uh, donate blood. So we can't help her. Uh, so some stranger is helping her. And I'm like, they're out there doing their thing. And they have no idea that we're sitting here in a hospital room waiting for that blood to be brought up and to be transfused. And and again, like I said, it takes a few hours. And so I have hours to just think about this, the generosity of that person who is helping our baby make it through this treatment. And, you know, I know, and, and I'm not just speaking for myself. There are countless cancer parents out there who are so, so grateful to everyone who's donating blood, even though these people who have no idea that they are heroes to us, heroes. I know some parents who have, you know, once their child has finished can, uh, treatment and they, they kept track of how exactly how many transfusions and they're like, I'm going to become a regular donor now. I'm going to donate as many as my daughter received or my son received. And some of them, it's taken years and they've done it, uh, which is just an exciting way to give back and to mark that. It's, it's, it's like we can't say thanks to all the people who do it, but we can do that and pay it forward. And that's how, that's how we, we say thanks. Well, this is how I say thanks. Thank you. God bless you for what you're doing and how you're using this. Yeah, you know, until my own child had cancer, I had no idea. I had no idea that there were kids pale and weak who were waiting for donor blood. I remember one mom talked about her daughter receiving platelets. And 
I guess they, it's not common for one bag of platelets to be from one donor. And her, uh, the nurse made the comment to her. She's like, wow, this, this all came from one donor. And her mom, you know, the mom didn't really understand what that means. She goes, well, you know, it takes like two hours or so to don't to, for a platelet donation. But this, this donor stayed there for more like six hours. And so it's really pretty rare for, you know, for all of this to come from one donor. And that mom just sat there and with tears coming down her face over the generosity of someone to do that. It's, it's really kind of amazing. It's, it's amazing. It'll be a happy St. Patrick's Day. It will be a happy St. Patrick's Day. We, we, are, we take back our holiday. We have to find a new way to do it every year because of, we remember that day. So And we're O'Connell's. Um, yes, and we're the O'Connell's, damn it. And so, uh, yeah, and I'm excited. One of my friends who I hope is coming with me that day uh, lived in the UK for a period of time. And until recently, she couldn't donate blood. And so I know that those rules have just changed. And she's excited. She's like, can I come along with you? Maybe for a little moral support. Maybe hold my hand. You know, but you know, I know when she gets here, it's not going to be that bad. It's, uh, it's so easy. It's so easy. And so for Christine, Friday morning, March 17th, will be a different kind of St. Patty's Day. I like how she says there that she wants to reclaim that dark day, to take it back. The Irish, it's said, are known for their character, their politicians and poets, and even green beer. But above all, to me, they've always been known for how they tell a story. And in this story, how a cancer mom and her friends and family all over the country, as well as strangers... Christine O'Connell will never know came together to save a little girl's life. From stage four cancer to a happy St. Patrick's Day, one filled with promise. Stories don't come much better than that. Jane O'Connell will turn 10 years old this summer. The code for the virtual drive in Sweet Jane's honor is J-A-N-E, Jane. And that wraps it up for this edition of Bloodworks 101. I'm your host, John Yeager. See you next time. Thank you.